All right, M12. Well, hey, listen, man, like I just said, it is so good to see you guys tonight. And I just want to give a warm welcome to all of our sixth grade students. Can we give it up for all of our sixth grade students tonight? Man, welcome. Welcome to M12. Hey, listen, here's the only thing you need to know. Once in the family, always in the family, and you are a part of the M12 family, and we're so glad that you are here tonight. I hope and I pray that over the next three years, man, these will be the best three years of your life. And if you're in the seventh grade or eighth grade, man, we just want to welcome you back to M12. So we are starting a new series tonight called GOAT. And here's the thing. We're not talking about the farm animal. We're talking about the greatest of all Time. Now, for example, the greatest fast food of all time. Come on, Chick-fil-A, right? Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Got the nuggets, the waffle fries. Then you wash it down with an ice dream. I mean, think about it, guys. Anything that's called ice dream, it's got to be good. You know what I'm saying? Or, or how about this? How about the goat of basketball. Now think about this for a second before we get into this. Now I know, I know that there is debate. There's much debate about who this person is. There's arguments. People think one thing, they think another. Some people think it's LeBron James. I mean, here's the deal. LeBron James is good. I mean, he's a good, he's a good basketball player. Some people think it's uh, maybe uh, Stephen Curry. Anybody? Curry? You know? Or even... Um, even KD, Kevin Durant, yeah, but here's the deal, here's the thing, guys, listen up, this is huge, don't miss this, all right, don't miss this, the goat of basketball is Michael Jordan, yeah, man, you guys are really excited about Michael Jordan, that's awesome, that's awesome, he is the goat of basketball, or what about the goat of entertainment? The goat of entertainment or performance. But I did hear somebody yell out Beyonce. Somebody think Beyonce, you know. Or how about, how about maybe some people think Justin Bieber or even Justin Timberlake. All right, all right. So we have, we have zero, we have zero believers in the crowd tonight. All right, all right. But here's the deal. The person, the one who changed pop and dance is neither one. It's Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Yeah. He's the goat. He's the goat of entertainment. Or maybe you guys, and you guys don't even have, I don't even have to, I don't even have to ask the name. This is the goat of all swimmers, Michael Phelps, right? Michael Phelps. And that's not even half of his gold medals, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he's got so many more. He's got so many gold medals that he would probably just fall to his face, you know what I'm saying? They would weigh too much. Michael Phelps. So here's what I'm saying. If your name, if your name is Michael, you're probably going to be great at something, right? Any Michaels in the house? There you go, bro. Hey, you're destined. <laughs> I love it. Hey, but listen, guys, regardless of um, who you think the goat is or what category we're talking about, 
We're not talking about the farm animal. We're not talking about celebrities. We're talking about the greatest of all time. And here's the thing. At M12, we believe, and I need you to listen, the greatest of all time, the GOAT at M12, we believe, is Jesus. And the reason, amen, and the reason we believe that it is Jesus is not only because Jesus has had more impact over billions and billions and billions of people over so much time in the world that we live in, but it's because Jesus Christ, and listen up, because maybe this is why you came tonight, Jesus Christ came as God in the form of man from heaven to earth, and he died on the cross for your sin. Even when we make mistakes and and when we sin, Jesus came and died on the cross for our sin to get, and get this, to restore us back to God. See, Jesus is the greatest of all time. And see, what we want to do in this series called GOAT is we want to take a look at the life of Jesus. We want to take a look at how he treated people. We want to take a look at how he loved people. We want to study right? The life of Jesus Christ. We want to try to get as connected to Jesus and his life as we possibly can. And here's what I know. I know that as we begin to look at this and as we begin to open the word and study his life, maybe some of you, maybe some of you in this room don't have a relationship with Jesus and we are so glad you're here. We want to welcome you. Keep coming, keep searching, keep hearing about the life of Jesus. But you know what? If you want to make a decision, to invite Christ in your life tonight, you can find me, you can find one of these leaders. We would love it to talk with you about what it means to trust Jesus as the Lord and the Savior. But what we want to do is we want to take a look at the life of Jesus. But before we get there, here's the funny thing about greatness. The funny thing about greatness is that all of us desire to be great, All of us want to live a life of meaning. We all want to live a life of purpose. We all want want to be great at something. Nobody got up today and said, you know what? I can't wait to go after an average lifestyle. I'm just going to go halfway today. I'm going to live in mediocrity today. I mean, that's not you. Even being in middle school, you are not that way. You want to be great at something. You want to have significance in your life. And I'm the same way. You're in great company because I'm the same way. We all want to have meaning. And see, here's the interesting thing, right, is that even the disciples... Even the people closest to Jesus desired greatness. They desired greatness. They hung out with Jesus all the time. They followed him. They listened to him. They knew most things about him, and they desired greatness. And so what I want to do is I want to open the Bible. If you have a Bible with you, we're going to turn open to page number 1014. If you don't have one, no worries, because this is going to come on the screen. And here's what we've got. We've got the disciples are hanging out with Jesus, all right? They're hanging out with Jesus, but then there's two disciples, James and John, and and here's what they do. They want to have kind of like a a hallway conversation. They kind of want to leave the other 10, and they kind of want to go in the corner and just kind of corner Jesus and and have a, a conversation with Jesus, maybe like share a cool idea with him. And so here's what happens. They approach Jesus, and the Bible says it like this, beginning in verse number 35. It says, Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, 
came to him. Teacher, they said, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. Well, what do you want me to do for you? He asked. They replied, let one of us sit at your right and the other at your left in your glory. So here's what's happening. The disciples, right, they're hanging out. And James and John leave the tent. They go to Jesus and they say, hey, Jesus, we have this really cool idea. And here it is. We want to be great. And not only do we want to be great, but we want to be the top two dogs when it comes to, you know, being your homies. You know what I'm saying? We know there's 10 other guys and they're awesome and they're, they're, they're the men. They're awesome. But we want to be really, really important. We want to be at your right and your left when we get to heaven. And so, of course, Jesus responds, and he's like, wait a second. First of all, you don't even know what you're asking. You really don't even understand what you're saying or what it even means to sit at my right or my left. But then in verse 40, if you want to read with me, Jesus says this, to sit at my right and my left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared. See, James and John, right? James and John, much like us, they were driven by greatness. They were driven by the desire to be great. And see, we experience the same thing today. And, and here's the thing. We could probably talk about this, this topic every week, but we're not going to do that. But I do want to consider for a moment social media. Now, I know some of you probably don't have social media handles yet. You're not there yet. You may get there with Instagram or with Snapchat or whatever it else it is that you guys use. But here's the thing. When it comes to social media, right, social media, our profiles are pretty much our greatest attempt to make everyone think that we're great. I mean, when you think about the things that are posted, we judge our status, we judge our greatness, right, by how many likes we get or by how many follows we get or, man, did someone comment on this one picture or did they not comment? And if they didn't comment, then we're like, man, why didn't they comment? And so it's all in our head, right? And social media can be a great thing. It's not a bad thing. But the reality is social media can also be a source of frustration. It can be a source of stress. It can be a source of gossip. It can be a source of arguments where this person starts an argument with this person, right? And so this desire to be great and how we lean into social media to do that, right? James and John, they had the same desire. They weren't using cell phones, but they wanted to be great. They wanted Jesus to have them at their right and at their left, and so the disciples, right, they, they say this, they come to Jesus, they want to be at the top, and here's, here's the thing about Jesus, is I love the way that he responds, and I want you to see this, he doesn't call them out, and he doesn't express disappointment, but he does take a turn, and I want you to see what Jesus says, beginning in the next verse, says, Jesus called them together and said, you know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them. And their high officials exercise authority over them. In other words, it's all about status. Like the way that you've been taught about greatness is that it's all about status. It's all about popularity. It's all about how many likes or how many comments. Man, it's all about where you're at in the position or on the ladder. And then Jesus says something. He makes a turn. I want you to catch it. He says, not so with you. In other words, 
If you're going to follow me, this is not how I determine greatness. He says, not so with you. Instead, listen up, whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be a slave of all. For even the Son of Man came, or excuse me, even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So what we have is Jesus responds to the disciples, and he doesn't call them out. He doesn't say how disappointed he is in them. He just changes the tide. He just kind of turns the ship a little bit. And see, what happens is Jesus, in this, in this response, he didn't tell them not to desire to be great. See, if you desire to be great, that's okay. Jesus didn't get on to them for desiring to be great, but what he did do was he changed what greatness meant. And students, this is what you've got to pay attention to right now. Because in this series, The Goat, we're looking at the life of Jesus. And so it makes sense if he is the greatest of all time, and he is, it makes sense that we would pay attention to what he taught and to how he taught. And this is the, 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 the teaching, this is the lesson that I think he was trying to teach the disciples and that he's trying to teach you and me. Here it is. It's going to come on the screen if you're taking notes. How high you go is determined by how low you go. Let me say it again. How high you go is determined by how low you go. In other words, Jesus said it's not about status. It's not about popularity. It's not about likes or comments. It is about being a servant. It's about putting other people in front of yourself. It's not about position. It's not about rank. That may be what you've been told, but that's not how I determine greatness. See, how I determine greatness is where do you serve? And see, at that, did you catch the last part of that passage? Jesus said it like this. He said, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. And that's exactly what he did. That's exactly what he did for you, and that's exactly what he did for me. Jesus came to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. This story and this idea of how high you go is determined by how low you go, it reminds me of a trampoline. Now, for me, I'll be honest with you guys, I am like one of those really terrible trampoline jumpers. Is anybody with me on that? You just can't seem to get the momentum, and when you jump, and you know, you just kind of fall. I mean, all right, I can be by myself, no problem. I'll tell you this, I love Sky Zone. Anybody been to Sky Zone? Best place. Sky Zone is the goat of trampoline indoor parks, all right? But it reminds me of the trampoline, and here's the thing, I'm terrible at jumping on trampoline, but there are some people that are really, really good. And so just for fun, man, let's check out these guys that can figure it out. Check it out. Don't look 
Yeah, that's some cool stuff, right? Anybody would be willing to jump on your roof like that? I mean, that's insane. That is crazy. See, the funny thing about a trampoline, right, is that in order for you to go up, in order for you to, to get that height, you got to go down. I mean, obviously, gravity is going to pull you down, but there's something about going down and then jumping on the spring, and as you do that, and as you keep coming down, right, you get to jump higher and higher and higher, and that's the thing about a trampoline, but see, when you drop down, you build the momentum to go higher. See, how high you go is determined by how low you go. And Jesus actually said it, or James actually said it like this. Val read this for us earlier, but the Bible says God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Let me tell you what he's saying. See, when we make greatness all about us and all about our status and all about how many likes and, and how many comments, when we think that is the definition and the meaning and the purpose of greatness, we've missed it. And not only have we missed it, but check it. Think about what the verse says. God opposes those of us that do that. He doesn't like it. It's not his definition of greatness. But then he says he gives grace to the humble. So the Bible in James 4.10, it says it like this. Humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. Humble yourself before the Lord so that he might lift you up. And see, students, let's be real. This doesn't make sense to the world we live in, does it? I mean, it doesn't make sense to the world that is around us. See, like Jesus said, the world's way is always to push other people down to try to get on top and become great. But see, the way that Jesus would define greatness would be to serve those that maybe are less fortunate or just serve those just to serve them because it's the right thing to do. So I want to ask you a question that I want you to consider tonight. Where do you need to lower yourself and allow God to lift you you don't have to answer the question. I just want you to think about it. Where do you need to lower yourself so that God can lift you up? In other words, where have you been fighting so hard to make yourself great that you really just need to take on the role of a servant? And see, tonight, here's the reality. We all have a decision that we have to make. And the decision that we have to make is pretty simple. It's not necessarily an easy decision, but it's basically we can choose to take on the world's definition of greatness, or we can choose to take on Jesus' definition of greatness. We can choose to pursue greatness like Jesus did, and if we were to do that, then our lives would look radically different than the lives of the people that are around us. See, because while everyone else is fighting to get on type, top, we'll be fighting to serve other people. Let me ask you a question. What do you think 
what do you think your world would look like if you decided to take on Jesus' definition of greatness? I mean, what would, what would your family look like if you decided to just be a servant and to serve those in your family? What, what would it look like if, what would it look like in, in, uh, in your community or in your neighborhood if you were to take on Jesus' definition of greatness? What would it look like here at M12? I mean, what if you decided to take on Jesus' definition of greatness? How would that change this room? How would that change this ministry? What about your school? Man, if you chose to take on the, the definition of greatness, to serve other people, to put other people and their needs ahead of your own, what would that look like in your school? What would it look like if you were trying to build up other people with your social media instead of building up yourself? And I think it would be different. I think maybe if we took on Jesus' definition of greatness, I think that our world would look a lot different. And I believe that God can change the world with those of you that are in this room. I know he can. One person at a time. So let me give you a couple thoughts tonight as we kind of wrap things up and head over to kind of the next uh, part of our night. Let me give you, one thing is this. I want to give you a couple of next steps. Here's the first one. It's a hashtag. And so if you don't have Instagram or social media, no problem. But here's the hashtag. M12, one kindness matters. So if you're taking notes, you can write that down. And let me tell you what this means. M12 One kindness matters. So this school year, we really want our ministry and our family, we really want to take on this whole idea of taking on Jesus' definition of greatness. And so we want to extend kindness to the people in this room, but we also want to extend kindness to the people that are outside of this room. And so tonight, you're going to see this. Later on tonight, it's going to be in the lobby. We have made what's called the One Kindness Board. Here's a picture of it. It's called the One Kindness Matters Board. And here's what it is. It is hundreds of ideas that are in three different categories. One of those categories is home, and so it's got all these different ideas to, to go after when it comes to, man, how do you take on the definition of greatness that Jesus defined for us because he is the goat, the greatest of all time. How do you take on that definition at home? And so it gives you some ideas. And another one is you'll see something that says local, and that means kind of your community or maybe your neighborhood. And then there's another category, and it says school. See, we want to see you guys go into your school and extend kindness and change the game in your school. And so tonight, we're actually going to all have an opportunity to jump in on this. When you go in a few moments, you're going to be dismissed according to the grade you're in to a different room. And in that room, what we're going to do tonight is we're all going to participate in taking on the definition of greatness that Jesus defined. 
And so what we're going to do tonight is we're going to write a thank you card to the, the teachers of Gwinnett County. And we're going to be able to deliver these thank you cards. Listen up. Listen up. We're going to be able to deliver these thank you cards to the teachers in Gwinnett County. Listen up. And again, this is our way as a ministry of saying, hey, man, thank you for what you do. And imagine that teacher receiving that card. You didn't have to do that. You didn't have to take time to say thank you. But we want to be known as a ministry that extends kindness. We want to be known as a family that extends kindness based on Jesus' definition of greatness. So as we close, here's the thing. Jesus would say this. He said the definition of greatness is to serve. It's not to be first. It's not to be the greatest. It's just to serve. In a sense, to go to the back of the line. And so here's the next step And I want you to write down, look for a place to serve. Look for a place to serve. Here's the thing, students. There are places all over M12 that you could serve. And so tonight, when you go into your grade group rooms, man, if you want to talk to one of the leaders and let them know, man, we got greeters. We got worship and production people. We have got... um, Student leadership team, our SLT, that you're going to hear more about next week. We've got all kinds of places that you could serve in this ministry. We also, there's also places that you could serve outside of these walls. I mean, what if you were to go to school tomorrow and just look for a place to, look for a place to serve? Look for a place to put other people ahead of yourself. See, when it comes to GOAT, listen up. When it comes to the greatest of all time, it would make sense for you and for me to study the life of Jesus. 